Hey there, my friends, and coming live from Orange County, California on this uh, Saturday evening, which is what, the 28th or something like that? What is the day? 28th. November 28th. Yes, because I read the Daily Devotional today. Um, uh, and so the only thing I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go through all the other sponsors. I'm just going to send you to this right here, USAPatriotProject.com, USAPatriotProject. A lot of visitors. I can see hundreds of people going to that page, but not clicking a button. I got a few people. But we need more people clicking the button. So hundreds of people um, uh, going to that page. You can also go to uspatriotproject.org to see the entire website uh, currently. I'm going to go ahead and take my sign down because I'm going to be using this whiteboard uh, as we go forward here. And this is, um, again, I, I always say this, it's going to be a short show, but because we got to get ready to watch the Tyson, Tyson. Who put an H in Tyson's name other than me? Tyson's fight tonight. I cannot wait. We're going to be watching that with Donald Trump Jr. and probably Donald Trump, our great president. And uh, uh, the whole Trump family is probably going to be watching because uh, they are huge boxing fans. Uh, and so we're going to be watching that uh, at 6 o'clock. There's some undercard um, uh, fights going on. So um, I don't mind going. I'm going to go a little bit long. Got a lot of people watching. Uh, Twitch did not allow the title of my, uh, my, I know, I know it is a strong one, but it's the only thing that I could think was appropriate because we're going to be talking about Democrats and Republicans uh, in the case of who's really worried about children um, and who, uh, who really worries about the black community. Uh, and we're going to be talking about who that actually is and also about the deportation of immigrants uh, out of our country. Who really is doing uh, the most uh, work in those areas? And we're going to talk about that very quickly and get through this. So I'm going to go to my whiteboard here in just one second. But when, we, when we're talking about Democrats and Republicans and their false narrative that they care about children more possibly than Republicans, that, that they are worried about the pandemic and the COVID-19 and children going back to school and, and catching COVID-19 and then bringing it home and killing uh, grandma and grandpa or killing the teacher, um, we, um, that, that really, they, they're, they're, they're crazy. Because, <laughs> because we can see based on the other policies and um, 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 things that they look at in regard to their politics um, and the president uh, and what Biden's going to bring and AOC is going to bring and Bernie's going to bring and all that kind of stuff, as opposed to what Donald Trump's done over the last four years, we're going to see um, exactly uh, who really cares more about the Americans uh, in our country, uh, Donald Trump or Joe Biden or the Republicans versus Democrats, or also we always, I always forget about the rhinos. There's a lot of Republicans I don't like also and don't care for because they really aren't Republicans. Uh, I, I think it, I had a show, um, I think it was last week sometime that I, I really do think we need to start the Trump party or the Patriot party uh, because there's a lot of Republicans who I'm very, very disappointed in too. So uh, let's take a look at this. All right. So right now what we're going to look at right here is Democrats. So Democrats have, uh, uh, have historically been for abortion which uh, the last study I found, and there may be one between 19, you know, 2019, 2020, uh, but from 2017, 2018, 350,000 children were aborted. 350,000, not a couple hundred, not a couple thousand, 350,000 babies were aborted. Um, uh, uh, RBG, thanks to RBG, um, that is really one of the things that people were so concerned about that when she left, that somehow they weren't going to be able to kill children any longer, that they weren't going to be able to murder babies any longer. Without her there, you could see, you saw them, right? They, they went crazy about Donald Trump uh, putting in ACB, um, Amy, uh, because she might quite might possibly, wow, what happened there? I just had a little mini stroke. Uh, might possibly overturn everything in regard to abortion and they were going nuts. But yet on the other hand, there are four school closer, closures or four mask mandates and closing down our economy because why? Because it's killing people. 
But is it really? Uh, no, it is not really. And let's look at this really quick. We're going to look at um, the uh, the children. Is it killed in children? No. And 99.9% of the children survive COVID-19. There's like one or two across the United States. I actually saw on, I did a TikTok uh, video that I put up and somebody commented on there and said, you're a liar. 33 kids have died from COVID-19. Okay. 33 kids. Let's just say that that's true, uh, that they died from COVID-19. We don't know that that's true because we don't believe necessarily that 260,000 people actually died from COVID-19. There is a few studies out there that say that about 40% of that number actually are people that died that happened to have COVID-19. It wasn't the COVID-19 that killed them. They died of cancer. They died of heart attacks. They died of other things, but they also had COVID-19. So there's a large percentage, almost half that number. They believed that they did not actually die of COVID-19. So now back to that number 33. So you're saying it's okay. It's okay that 33 kids have a potentially died of COVID-19. That you care about, but you don't care about this number here, the 350,000 children that have been aborted over the last, uh, well, uh, between 2017, 2018, right? That you don't, that's not a big deal. That's not, that doesn't even concern you. All right. Let me, let's look at this video right here. I'm going to show you a video of um, Andrew Cuomo celebrating the fact that he was able to get into legislation, late term abortion. This means that as late as the ninth month of the pregnancy, the mom and, and the doctor can still decide to murder the child at nine months of the pregnancy. All right, so let's look at this little thing. Then uh, this is just a, um, a newscast I found on YouTube that I'm going to bring up for you that may uh, help you understand where the Democrats are. Where Anthony, uh, Anthony, not Anthony Cuomo, what's his name? Chris, no, Chris is the other guy. Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo uh, believes that it is important that we have the ability to kill babies at the ninth month, ninth month of of, of their of the pregnancy of the mom. So let's watch this news clip. I'm not sure where it's from, but we'll see. Um, speak out, I think it's called. All right, here we go. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo lit up the One World Trade Center spire in pink to, to celebrate his arrival expansion of abortion in New York. That's this speak, speak out segment. On the 46th anniversary of Roe v. Wade, the Supreme Court decision that legalized abortion nationwide, state lawmakers in New York approved a law permitting abortion in the state for any reason until the 24th week of pregnancy and then up until birth to protect, quote, the life and health of the mother. Cuomo applauded the legislation and marked the occasion by lighting the spire of the One World Trade Center pink to celebrate. The fact that Governor Cuomo used the One World Trade Center as a symbol of his abortion law is abhorrent. The One World Trade Center commemorates the thousands of lives lost on 9-11. But Cuomo is using the tallest building in the Western Hemisphere to sink to a new low by using it to celebrate the countless number of lives that will be lost to this extreme abortion law. This action to honor abortion stands in sharp contrast to New York's efforts to honor 11 expectant mothers and their unborn children who died in the terrorist attacks on September 11, 2001. The National September 11th Memorial and Museum includes 11 unborn children on its list of those who lost their lives that day. These precious lives are remembered alongside their fellow victims because their lives were every bit as valuable. While Governor Cuomo is lighting up the New York sky, let us pray he comes to see the light of truth and life and one day use his leadership for good. 
Yeah, so you saw the people there that they showed in that clip, the, the women in the audience of uh, that, that celebration that they had just cheering the fact that we can kill these babies uh, all the way up to the, the ninth month of pregnancy. It is an amazing thought. Oops, sorry about that. <laughs> it's an amazing thought that the people will cheer it and then they celebrate celebrate by lighting up the World Trade Center uh, commemorating this possibility. So you're saying, Andy, well, that's, um, you know, you're, you're being hyperbolic. You're being... Um, uh, you're just trying to uh, get people to think that, uh, you know, the Democrats hate children. No, I'm telling you, we we know this to be true. This is a fact. We, I just showed you a clip of them celebrating as he signed the documentation that made it okay in the city of New York, the, uh, the uh, state of New York. It is not the only state that allows this. I think it's Virginia and a few others that allow this type of um, this thing to happen. And California is, if they if they haven't yet, I'm not sure if they have or not, but it's not far behind uh, that that thing. Um, and so, what is the survival rate? I just I say this. So if if they're so worried, the Democrats are so worried about COVID-19 and kids going back to school and shutting down our economy at, at a rate of 99.9% and adults right now is 99.7%. As you know, I had COVID-19. I'm here with you. I survived, right? And so we have 99.9% survival rate, 99.7 survival rate of adults. Uh, but what's the survival rate of abortion? Zero percent. Zero percent. And so when you, <laughs> but this is okay. We don't have a pandemic of abortion. A hundred thousand more babies are killed than people are dying of COVID-19. That doesn't seem to bother you. But let's just go the other end uh, for a second. Where's my, where's my eraser? Oh, here it is. So let's just, let's go to another area here. And that is what the lockdowns are costing us. And so let's just say that the, the, the Democrat, Democrats and the rhinos really don't care about abortion. Let's say that that's not a big issue. Uh, but, but what do we have also happening with these lockdowns? We have an increase, increase under the Democratic heading of suicide, alcohol sales, gambling, online gambling. What else do I have on my list here? Um, physical abuse. We'll just put abuse, sexual, oops, sexual abuse. Oops, <laughs> I can spell. Uh, hold on. <laughs> abuse, there we go. Trying to write so fast that I misspelled entirely the word, word abuse. Um, what else we have here? Anxiety, and I can go on. So we'll just throw all this in here. So the, the Democrats aren't, right, aren't that concerned about any of these things with, with their shutdowns, with people losing their businesses, with, with people, with children not being able to school, uh, go to school. They have to stay home with abusive parents and fathers. I was a sex crimes detective. Uh, I was also a, um, uh, a family crimes detective involved in, in, in abuse. When um, we were investigating these crimes and the parents were with their children more often, we had a higher instance of abuse and sexual abuse. When we were able to get the father obviously out of the house, wait, what happens? You have less sexual abuse and physical abuse. So this just goes to show that if we could get the kids in school and away from their parents, the next thing that we have in place are the teachers are the primary people that report physical and sexual abuse because they see the children in their classrooms and recognize and have been trained to recognize what a child looks like when they've been abused. And so, and also in church. So you have children now who are not able to get into the schools where this abuse can be identified. They're, they're forced to stay home. But again, the Democrats really don't seem to care about that. And so my, the title of my, uh, my show tonight 
is directly related as to who really cares about the children in our communities, who really cares about the, the life and death of children. And uh, just based on what I'm showing you right now, you got to you got to believe that it's I want to say conservatives. Again, I have there's a few Republicans that really have really not made us happy lately uh, and, and really upset us um, as far as what they're voting on and that type of stuff. Hey, Julie, nice to see you. Um, <laughs> wow. OK. Yeah, you are right. I'm trying to keep it clean. Um, you had COVID, too. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry to hear that, Julie. Um, yeah, parts of it were oh headache. I, I had that same headache. I still get the headaches. Well, that's a good thing. I did too. <laughs> that's a positive. Losing a little bit of belly fat there. All right. Um, and so, and I, I, there's nothing over here. There's nothing. If we could get the kids back into school, if we could open up our economy, if we get the 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 the, the, the dads and the and the moms back to work where they're not so stressed and depressed, committing suicide, um, anxiety, depression, all these kinds of things would, would eventually solve themselves. Would we still have abuse and sexual assault on 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 the on the wives and the kids? Yes. But it wouldn't be at the highest numbers. We've seen an increase in some areas up to 30%. A 30% increase in suicide. I heard 40% increase in um, um, family crimes, which includes the spouse getting uh, slapped around by the, the other spouse, uh, children being abused and sexual abuse. All of that has been up. As, uh, the last study, or not study, last results I saw was about 40%. So we have a huge increase. But again, the Democrats want you to believe that they care that they care about their uh, their voters, they care about the, the children, that they care about all these people. So let's look at one more thing before I, I jam off of here. And that has to do with um, immigration, because that is the other thing. When Whenever I am, whenever I have comments coming across my uh, Facebook page about immigration, it, it is, it is, or about uh, the president or Republican voting and that kind of stuff, or who's going to vote, you know, the difference between having Biden in, in, as, in the president as opposed to having Trump as president, it's either COVID-19 related issues, what I, I'm just dispelling some of the myths and things that you might think uh, that the Democrats actually care about. But the other thing always ha happens to be the border. I have a couple people and it's really strange. The strangest thing that I, I see is that I have a, a couple Christian friends that I know from the church that I used to go to that said they were voting for Biden, which is really strange, right? When you really look at the policies uh, that Biden brings, which include, whether you like it or not, AOC, um, uh, Talib, uh, what's her name? Talib, whatever her name is, Rashida, Rashida Talib, um, and then you have uh, a whole number of other people, right? When you when you see that those are people that are going to be in his cabinet, that you know that these issues that I'm bringing up right now are going to be a huge part of um, his administration: socialism, Marxism, uh, shutting down the government for uh, another six months, possibly. That's what we're hearing. Uh, taking our guns and all the other things that have to do with that. So. We're talking about that. So now we, we get into immigration. Uh, we've, we've already heard him say that he's going to no longer put America first. America for, uh, first somehow is racist and uh, evil. And so he's going to get rid of Donald Trump's America first policies and put a, a I don't know what America will be then third, uh, last. I'm not sure what his policy, but he definitely said that he no longer wants America to be first. That, that somehow that turns off other countries and makes us look like the bad guys, which is completely wrong. We hire, a, we hire, we vote in a president to represent America, not represent China, not represent Venezuela and, uh, you know, what other other country, Iran. We definitely don't want that um, because that's not who we vote in as president. We want the president to be um, uh, the president of the United States of America. Right. All right. So we're going to put Biden up here uh, and we're going to understand that Biden is also going to be associated with the Obama administration. And then we have President Trump over here. All right. So um, what what people often say is, well, if, you know, Trump. Um, kills children and separates children from their families at the border. Does he really? 
Does he really? Is that is that true? Uh, let me just show you really quick. I'm going to put up a, um, oh man, hold on. I didn't, um, I didn't uh, load it up here. Hold on one second. Oh, darn. All right. Let me, give me one second. I'm going to do this while I'm talking to you. I'm going to load up a graphic that I, that I made from a, uh, a website and I'm going to share the website with you in just one second. Here we go. It's coming up very quickly here. <laughs> it's hard to talk and click on the buttons at the same time. Uh, immigration. Sorry about that. I did it on the other computer, but I didn't do it on this one. Immigration. It's downloading now. And I'm going to bring it up. Look how I can do this on the fly and pretend that I'm still engaged in talking. Here we go. All right. So we're going to bring this up right here. Um, and this is going to show you a graphic as a, a, in, when it comes to you, you're going to see red and blue. Uh, blue is arrests of immigration on the border. Red is interior arrests of illegal immigrants within the United States. So I want you to see, and I'm going to show you the graphic here. In, in this graphic, you see, um, uh, if you can, if you're watching on your phone, it might be difficult. But in 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, which are the first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten graphics there. Look at how high the number is for red. And that is the arrest at the border. Those are all during the Obama um, and previous administration's um, uh, arrest at the border. 223,000, I think it says there, 228,000, um, 200, oh yeah, 237,000 at its peak, almost 238,000 immigrants were arrested, not during Donald Trump's administration <laughs> at the border. His peak at 2000, uh, 2018 was 16,350. 60,000, Donald Trump at 16,000, Obama at his peak was somewhere in the neighborhood of 225,000. So who's really deporting and, and stopping immigrants from coming across the border? Not Donald Trump. Why is that number so low? I, one of the reasons the number is so low is because he actually did build a wall. The, the important thing to understand, and I'm gonna bring back my camera here for one second. The important thing to understand, oops, <laughs> hold on. The important thing to understand about the wall is that it forces immigrants that would normally be coming across the desert to now go to the actual border crossings because he's made it more difficult for the coyotes and for the illegal immigrants to come across the desert and, and come across in those places where we don't have um, a border patrol agents and, and controls in those locations. So now they're forced to come through the gates and so you have less people trying to come through illegally. And so you have a, a lower number of people trying to come through illegally. Again, remember that I testify in court cases involving uh, the border in a, in a great deal of, a number of cases. And I've looked at a bunch of these cases that I actually lately, I have not had a case from the border. Now that I think it, this is a, I just now thought about it. Uh, it's not just because COVID-19, but normally I still get cases, but we uh, testify, uh, can testify online. And I used to get two or three cases on the border every month uh, previously uh, and now we haven't had any. Why? Because we don't have people coming across illegal and all these other lower um, um, uh, controlled areas in, in Mesa, Arizona, and some other places that are kind of smaller entries in the United States, as opposed to the Tijuana entry and exit into the United States, which is a huge one. Thousands of cars come through. You've been through there. If you've been through there in the last 15, 20 years, you wait in line for hours before you can get across the border. Um, that's a little bit different. But now when you have the, the fence or the, the wall, up and further, and it says you have less opportunity. So just back to the graphic, you can see. So now the blue is um, 
Okay, I had the, I had the colors actually wrong. The blue is the, uh, is the, is the border, uh, and then the red is the interior. And again, it just goes to show you that there's less uh, people actually make it into the interior of the United States. Um, and so that's, again, it's, it's, it's due to the wall. And uh, really, uh, the person that did more of the um, uh, arrests is the Obama-Biden administration. And so you can, if you want to, you can blame Trump all you want. But when we look at graphics like that, that's one of the most important things you can see is that it actually is not true. You're being fed um, uh, false narratives and information by the media, of course, who simply just want you to believe that uh, Donald Trump is a horrible, nasty person. Uh, even CNN, and I'm going to share this graphic with you here, this um, website, as soon as I get rid of this and bring on the screen share, I will bring up this graphic here, which is... Um, the yes, Obama deported more people than Trump, but context of everything what, and what they go into in this article is the issue in regard to in, interior versus the border, which, again, the, the title is wrong. <laughs> context is everything. Yes, but even in context, you still have lower numbers with the Trump administration than you do the Obama Biden administration. So the Obama Biden administration actually deported arrest more illegal aliens than Donald Trump had. And I think, you know, actually, I should look and see if you combine the numbers, what the numbers are over the years of their administration. Um, but that's really what the article says, is that uh, the context simply has to do with interior versus um, the border. Uh, and again, it, it doesn't matter. Either way you look at it, more uh, more uh, people were being uh, deported. So let's look at a couple of things really quick before I sign off here. Um, and so they were, they were against the, um, you, never, you never heard them speaking up against the caged children, right? That never happened. Um, during the Trump administration, but it did happen during the Obama-Biden administration. And you never heard CNN or MSDNC or any of those uh, the, those media locations uh, say anything about the caged children at the border. This was an Obama-Biden thing, not a Trump thing. Actually, Trump, and, I, and I've seen some of these locations when I've been at the border, uh, has, has created, and I want to call them condos. Now, that to people, when I do this, they, they go crazy. But they're more like uh, apartments and and condos where the mothers and the children go while they're trying to figure out who the children belong to. Why? Because it's not always the parents bringing the children to in an attempt to get across the border. They either buy the children from poor parents who think, well, I could get $5,000, $3,000 for my child and let them borrow them to try to get across the border. And yes, they do that. Not necessarily in Mexico, but some of the other South American countries, they sell their children. So when they stop at the border, and I, and again, I had these arguments with uh, people in the comments all the time, um, and, and some of them are Christians or Jewish um, uh, uh, religion-based uh, people. I guess that's, a, that's not a really great way of saying it, but they're either Christian or, or Jews, is that they said, well, Andy, he's, he's putting children in cages. Well, no, that was Biden and uh, Obama. Uh, but what, what about the children that are being separated from the adults? Well, it's because the adults are not their parents. What, what would you like? Would you like the children to go to jail with the adult that they're with, even if it is their parent? I'm not sure what it is you want to do. If, if they've committed some crime, they're coming across the border with cocaine, uh, heroin, fentanyl, methamphetamine across the border, or... They come back with a warrant as a homicide suspect or a robbery suspect. Well, what do you want us to do with that child that they're with? This is always my question. So what do you want? Well, they should just let them go. Let them go where? Back into the uh, Mexico or back or into the United States. And then we'll just never see them again. What is it you're asking? What is it you're looking for? Number one, when the children are taken from this adult, whether it's their parent or not their, their parent, are they 
are they supposed, can we take them to these uh, condos and apartments, these places, kind of like Orangewood Home. Orangewood Home here in, in Orange County is where the children that were sexually abused or molested or abused by their parents would go to this place called Orangewood Home. Orangewood Home is a place where loving people take care of the children because the, care, the kids aren't safe in their home. Much like the kids aren't safe, if we're arresting the adult and taking them into custody, do we, you want us to put a 10-year-old, a 12-year-old, 13-year-old, 14-year-old onto the streets of Tijuana? or onto the streets of the United States without any adults? Or would you rather have them in one of the condos or apartments that have been created by the Trump administration? I think that's where you would want them to be. And so I keep getting these arguments uh, with people that simply say, well, he's separating uh, uh, children from, the, from their adults or their parents. But again, I ask you, what would you like us to do with them? If the parents are being arrested for a, a crime, not just necessarily crossing the border illegally. I'm talking about that there is a lot of other stuff going on that apparently uh, Democrats are unaware of. There's other crimes going on at the border and it's not just simply coming into our country illegally. So that's one thing. Um, the, uh, the next thing uh, before, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to pick something here that's more important than anything else. Is that of course we have, we have people coming across the border not from, the, from our Southern American uh, countries. They're coming from other countries that we don't want them in, right? Afghanistan, Iraq, we have terrorists that have been seen on the border uh, coming across uh, Syria, Syrian um, uh, terrorists coming across the border, coming through because they often have a darker skin color and they get kind of mixed in with the Hispanics that are coming through or the South Americans coming through and uh, they try to get across too. And they are dangerous people. Do we want terrorists coming across? No. And so again, if we have the wall where they, we kind of now have to force them to have to come through one of our, our border checks with cameras, with a fingerprint. Uh, I have a friend who creates all the fingerprint uh, uh, machines that are required that they get the technology gets better and better all the time. Do we, would we rather have them come through here or through over the chain link fence that we used to have in the middle of the desert, right? We, we want them to come through and force them to have to come through one of our controlled border uh, locations. Um, and built, uh, let's see. I, wow, I think I covered all. So the last thing uh, uh, that I just want to make sure and, and, and reemphasize is that the other thing that has really uh, come out of having the border wall is the fact that we have less families trying to come across the border in 115, 120 degree weather uh, being, um, uh, uh, you know, subject to, um, you know, uh, water shortages, food shortages. It takes longer than sometimes they've anticipated. And that's where we've had deaths on the border is that it's not they're dying necessarily at the border or they're being killed by Border Patrol agents. That's that's what they want you to believe. What they're dying from is the trip to try to get to a place where they can actually get across the border without having to go through a location with the wall. Now they know they can't go through those locations. There's, there's, there's no hope of trying to get across like they used to because they knew where the little short little two and a half foot walls were or fences were. Uh, they knew where the tunnels are. So now our border patrol agents can concentrate on finding locations where they've tunneled underneath where, um, you know, they go from a warehouse on the, on the Mexico border side, they tunnel underneath and go to a, a warehouse on the American side. And now, because now they have the walls and now they can take some of their manpower and now, um, focus on through sonar and other technology, find those tunnels and keep them uh, from trafficking children, trafficking adults, women um, into the United States. And so we have less, less human trafficking because now we're able to concentrate and, and focus on those locations much more effectively uh, than in the past. Because why? Because our border was a sieve before. You could come across almost anywhere. Uh, the other thing we've also been able to see is they've been able to focus on the ships on the coast coming across. We've seen some huge seizures 
in relationship to narcotics, fentanyl, methamphetamine, cocaine, and heroin, and also human trafficking that have been coming across on those ships. So they've been able to now, again, use uh, their manpower for focusing on those types of things. So a lot of great things have, have come from this wall uh, that Donald Trump has built. And of course, what's Biden talking about? He's talking about how he's going to pull down the wall <laughs> that, that Trump built, that he's going he's gonna to allow the open borders to now begin to happen again. And now all everything, all the good that was created at our borders is going to be completely dismantled by Biden. That seems like a, like a really good idea. He's going to create more sanctuary cities, more sanctuary locations for illegals and criminals uh, in our cities. Like Los Angeles is a sanctuary city. Um, and some of the, like, there's a couple of cities in Orange County that are sanctuary cities. Um, and it, it, he wants to do more of that. That's awesome. Um, and they're also going to release more criminals out of our prisons before they were due to be released. That is awesome. And he's going to take our guns. So you have a Biden administration that's going to completely <laughs> take away everything that was good that the, pre the Trump presidency and administration put into place and completely dismantle it and destroy it, including the police, dismantling and, um, um, and um, defunding law enforcement. That is the other thing. Uh, Los Angeles already lost uh, their sex crimes unit due to defunding. Of, of certain things, Los Angeles. The uh, Los Angeles school police has completely been, been dismantled. There's no longer a Los Angeles schools police, which was a department the size of, I think, about Anaheim Police Department. It was a pretty big police department. That's completely been dismantled. You have um, cities like Seattle who have defunded their uh, law enforcement up there. I forget what the amount is, but it's in the thousands of dollars, uh, tens of thousands of dollars has been defunded from their law enforcement agency. You have uh, Portland, Oregon doing the same thing. Minneapolis, Minnesota doing the same thing. They're talking about reversing that and not going back because they're finding that it's not really good to dismantle and defund law enforcement. And so you have Biden opening the borders, decriminalizing um, illegal aliens and, and, and terrorists coming across our border, sanctuary cities, and defunding and dismantling law enforcement. It seems like a really good idea to me. And, uh, and, and congratulations, those of you that voted. Uh, my friends at the church who uh, decided to vote for Biden. It is, it's crazy that I could think of uh, Christians voting uh, for Biden in this uh, election. It just seems really odd. And, and, and my Jewish friends who voted for Biden. Uh, and it, it, did they not learn? That they not learned uh, from 40, 50 years ago uh, what this is all about. They're lying to you. The lying's big. And they've convinced people that um, Donald Trump is some type of uh, Russian spy, uh, which we know is not true. And uh, that uh, Biden somehow, this guy who's um, uh, mentally declined, uh, has uh, the ability to, to be a president for the United States. You know that's not going to happen. And you know he's probably only going to last maybe a year or two. And then Kamala Harris is going to take over as president, who, again, should not be running McDonald's. And that's who you voted for. So just wanted to come on and talk about these happy issues. <laughs> Bright your weekend just a little bit. Um, and this is, uh, this is why I support everything that's going on with trying to challenge these elections. It is crazy to think that uh, somebody like uh, President Trump, who had the numbers of people at his rallies, who had, who had got more votes than any other conservative president in our U.S. history, that um, in somewhere in the, probably the neighborhood of 80 million people voted for Donald Trump, and it was reduced to something like 74 million. Um, we'll get those other, you know, seven or eight, six or uh, eight million uh, votes back. Um, I, I hope and I believe uh, with everything that uh, Sidney Powell is doing and uh, the president's uh, legal team is doing. It, it, but if he doesn't, uh, you know, we'll bring Donald Trump back in 2024 and make sure that he wins that one for sure. All right, my friends, I thought again, I thought I'd brighten your weekend with this information <laughs> and, uh, and just let you know why 
uh, I think is important to bring back in uh, this uh, graphic here, the uspatriotproject.com, go there, uh, support what we're gonna be doing. We're gonna be bringing as much awareness into conservative Christian values back to the United States of America. Um, and it would be helpful to have your support, whatever that looks like, I'm not, whatever you can do, it'd be fantastic. And again, if you just change the .com to .org, that'll take you to the website and you can visit uh, some of the things that we have planned. It's gonna be changing often, so bookmark it. And so you can see what's going on there. For men in particular, if you go to the ministry part of the website, you're gonna see that I recommend three uh, people. Uh, two of them are pastors and one is Dennis Prager. I, I recommend that you follow all three of those men. You got Mark uh, Driscoll and you got uh, Jack Hibbs. Bookmark their, uh, their websites and their YouTube channels and whatever other channel they're on and really begin to watch their videos. They're great teachers of, um, of ministry uh, and especially Dennis Prager. I, I really enjoyed watching uh, so many of his videos. They really are educational uh, for the kids. The kids have enjoyed a couple of them that I put on. I know my son and I have watched a couple together and uh, they are great videos. Uh, below that are some books I recommend. Go ahead and take a look at those books. Uh, and then as we begin to grow that page a little bit more and, and put some, hopefully some training in the near future onto that page, you'll, you'll be notified when that's gonna happen and you'll be able to join us. All right, my friends, thank you very much. And I hope you have a great weekend. Yes, he does. I'm not sure what that comment is. Yes, he does. What did I say? <laughs> I don't know what that means, uh, but uh, it's all good. He, yes, he does. I'm, I, I, maybe you're talking about how amazing the show was. I'm not sure. <laughs> My kids. Come on, guys. All right, we're gonna watch the Tyson fight now. It's uh, we're 20 minutes. I, we, we probably should get in, in there now and see. What the, we want to see the was it the YouTube guy who's fighting. What's his name? Logan Paul. Logan Paul's fighting. I got to see him. I want to see what happens. He's going to get destroyed. I have a feeling. If he wins, it'll be crazy, though. All right, my friends. I love you guys. God bless. We'll talk to you later. Take care. Bye.